0: And, by the way, they're all addressed to the singular, because you can't do good on a massive level. Good is only achievable one by one by one. Evil has a great advantage over good. One pilot can slaughter 159 people, but there is almost no one on Earth who can save 149 lives. Evil has the advantage. One can do massive evil. Almost no one can do massive good. Good is achieved. You don't steal. Now, isn't it interesting? It's all in the singular. You don't know that because Hebrew doesn't have a plural to you, but Hebrew does. It's all you honor your parents. You don't steal. You don't commit adultery. In the singular. You talk about and it
1: was a perfect transition into the the last question I wanted to ask. You talk about evil having the advantage over good. There's an asymmetric benefit, I guess, if you are an enemy of America, an enemy of Western civilization, because you can take advantage of all of the freedoms built into our system. So if I were to play devil's advocate, if you were to rank all of the countries according to their commitment to the values of the 10 commandments, I think today the results would be pretty interesting. All of the countries that are antithetical in their systems, political systems, in their cultures to the Ten Commandments are ascendant. China's ascendant. Russia's ascendant. The Arab countries and Iran are ascendant. So, or at least the terrorist groups there are ascendant. So understanding that, what are we to make of a situation where all of those who turn on the Ten Commandments are ascendant and
0: everyone else is losing? That we are bequeathing to our children uh, moral chaos, and if uh, if our children and grandchildren hate the baby boomer generation, uh, after we're gone, they have every right to. We are without question the stupidest generation in American history, and part of there are two big reasons for that. There are many big reasons. Two of the biggest are television and college. College makes you morally stupid. Some people survive. That. Uh, some people will grow up by 50 or 60, but uh, that is the, the purpose of college, is to make you a moral idiot. And it's successful. Uh, people, they, they, they don't understand the difference between murder and killing. When I wrote a piece for the Los Angeles Times, there was, there was moral killing. You should have read the letters from, uh, from academics and from people who had graduated college and graduate school. They were so morally stupid that uh, you had to learn it. In other words, a guy who only went to high school would say, of course this guy's right. Sometimes it's moral to kill. But if you go to graduate school in the liberal arts, it's a morally confusing idea that killing may be moral. So uh, we have bequeathed to them. You know, when I speak to college kids, the, the first thing I say is I want to thank you on behalf of my generation for taking on our debts. You are truly the most generous generation in American history. Thanks a million. Uh, actually, thanks a trillion. And that's, uh, th- then uh, the moral chaos, uh, the experimentation with kids now. Look, if, you know, if a kid at six feels that he's a girl, then he, he goes to the girls' room. That, you know, that's it's experimentation. It's not better to have a mom and dad, it's, it's so long as parents are loving. But, uh, you know, I was, I was asked uh, by, I'm asked all the time when I debate this issue. Well, Dennis, would you prefer a loving gay couple or a dysfunctional, abusive heterosexual couple? Of course, the answer is a loving gay couple. But the uh, but but it, it, the, the question is meaningless. Would I'll ask this one: Would you prefer a loving um, a, a loving orphanage to a dysfunctional, abusive gay couple? They would say a loving orphanage. So, is that the case for orphanages? It, it, the question is the meaning, but it sounds to people like it's profound.